Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. I want to talk to you about something today. And those of you who've heard me teach and preach for a long time know I like never ever do this. But I have like a name for my sermon. Yes, it's called passion, purpose, and presence. I've been working with my mic to get it away from my mouth a little bit. It just came out that way. And I, I, I want to talk to us this morning about it. It's like the word God's placed on my heart really heavily is this issue of passion. And I, when I say the word passion, some of you, some of us, our hearts go, yes, passion. Some of us are like, you know, if, 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 if strong emotion was, was a, a, you know, a trough, we'd just jump in and wallow. You know, I mean, some of us are, are into it. I know you're out there. Come on, don't you deny it. It's like some of us are just passionate people. And those passionate people look at non-passionate people and think, the heck's wrong with that person? And the other people that are not really so overtly passionate look at the really passionate ones and think, they're, they're nut jobs. They are just off. You know, and, and we have this, we have all these different personalities. And, and so I'm here to tell you, Jesus loves us all. And he's okay with the differences, and we love differences here. We love diversity and God's moving in power. But I want to talk with, about passion, which another word that we can use for passion would be zeal or to be zealous. Um, let me read you a little definition of passion. It's an intense, ardent, I love that word, ardent, that means strong, important, uh, barely controllable emotion. Anybody ever get passionate about stuff? You know, sometimes you, you find out, you know, you cross a line with people and they get real passionate on you, right? Like right here, right now. You know, um, passion can be expressed in, in romance. Don't, you know, any, people love that. You know, one of the, I heard somebody say years ago, one of the strongest addictions there is is, is a romantic addiction. And people will hop from one relationship to another because they want the high, the high of that strong emotion. Um, passion can be expressed in anger. Any, any, any rageaholics or anger people here? I'm raising, raising my hand. I struggle with anger. I can, I, I can get mad. Dude, I can do mad really good. Everybody's good at something. I'm good at that one. I really work to reel it in because Jesus ain't happy about how I handle my my anger sometimes so I'm surrendering that to him sometimes in jubilation any sports people raise your hands admit it come on be honest any sports people out there some of you aren't going to raise your hands no matter what I say right you're not going to do it fine just be that way I think maybe you're lying about some stuff but whatever anyway whoop did I use my outside voice for that sorry um I mean, you get, your team scores a touchdown, you know, makes a, makes a three-point shot. What do you do? You're, you're like vaulting off the couch 
screaming and dancing like, you know, you're at the game or something. You know, the most sedate, calm people are screaming at the TV, right? I know you do it. Don't lie to me. Or the ref, how about this one? The ref makes a bad call against your team. And then the anger passion comes out. Yeah? See, we, we, passionate people can be very passionate about things. And I want to talk to you about it with regard to serving God. That having passion for Him, for Him personally, to serve Him, to love Him, is entirely in order. You know, we've uh, heard the term, the passion of the Christ. His passion, his intense desire and love for humanity drove him to surrender to the will of the Father to go to the cross and take our sin on himself, to take the physical abuse and and physical death. His love, his passion, his pain was taken in our place. He, He partook of that level of passion for us. Passion is a part of our relationship with God. Passion is a part of our connection with God. And I want us to to kind of get this idea that passion can't accomplish everything that needs to be accomplished in our lives. I just, I want you to get that. It's a part of it, but it's not the whole thing. Um, Peter, let's, so I'm talking about Peter, passion, purpose, and presence. I might throw Paul in there too. Peter, I mean, if you've read the Bible and you've read the Gospels very much, you know that Peter kind of at times was a little bit of a wackadoodle. That's a spiritual term there, wackadoodle. He was a weirdo. That guy would do, he would just haul off and do all kinds of stuff, sometimes really, really good. And sometimes really, really bad. You know, let me give you an example from the book of Matthew. Jesus asked uh, all the disciples, he asked them, you know, who does the world say we are, I am? And and he says, uh, the disciples respond and say, some say you're one of the prophets of old, you're Elijah or Moses, or you're one of those things. But who do you say I am? And Peter pipes up and says, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus just gives him this amazing commendation. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but only my father who is in heaven. And he said, I say that your name is this. And he says, he called him Peter, which means a stone, just like a stone. And he says, upon this rock, and he uses the word bedrock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Guess what, church? We're not losing. We are not losing. We're not going out with a whimper and getting saved right at the end. Oh, Jesus, rapture us. That's not how it works. The kingdom of God is advancing and advancing and growing. Our God is almighty. And the devil is just a tool that he's going to throw into the fire at some juncture when he's done with him. That's it. The, the, the bedrock that the Lord is building His church on is the revelation that He is the one and only Messiah, the Son of the living God, the Savior of the world, the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
That's the bedrock that the church is being built on. And Peter got the name Little Stone. He got to be a piece of it. And in the same, in the same chapter, you guys, come on, check this out. In the same chapter, Jesus says, after all that, he says, I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm going to be tortured and die. And Peter says, pulls him aside. You know, he's going to straighten the Messiah out. Pulls him aside and says, this will never happen to you. And Jesus looks at him and says, get behind me, Satan. In the same conversation. The Father alone has revealed this to you. Get behind me, Satan. See, passion, being passionate, being zealous is a great thing, and yet it has limitations. It has problems, strong emotion. Have you ever been, had a strong emotion and found out you were wrong? Yeah? You found out you were wrong. You're fighting your fight. You're arguing your case, and you find out you are dead wrong. And it's like, uh-oh, sorry. We're pa- we can be passionate about stuff that's not right. The problem with strong emotion is it's emotion. Dude, your emotions lie to you with great regularity. Why do we listen to them as if they were the gospel truth so much? They're a part of life. They're not a bad part of life. But you got to kind of mitigate those strong feelings. Passion has another downside to it. Have you noticed passion runs out? You know, passion can run out. We, are, we being human and being inconsistent don't constantly feel passionate. We have days when we feel down. We have days when we feel up. We have days when we're intense and we're on it. And we're, we have days when our mind is just out in the flowers and the trees and God knows what's happening with it. Come on. Right? Passion isn't the be-all, end-all, but it is a part. It is a part of our life. It is a part of our faith. It is a part of our serving God. But it's not the whole thing. See, we don't want to be addicted to passion. And I want to tell you, I want to point something out. Maybe you've had this happen to you or you've seen it happen to others. Sometimes when our passion runs out, we think something's wrong. We think, I've lost my faith. Things aren't like they used to. Something's wrong. And after a great many years of ministry, I've watched extremely passionate people backslide. I mean, literally walk away from God because they don't feel the passion anymore and they think something's wrong. Yeah? Anybody else ever experienced that? I want to... I just confess to everybody here, I'm a really passionate guy. I really am. And, and I operate out of way more emotion than most men do. And I've had that happen in my life and I didn't understand. I didn't get it. That passion has to, has to make its way to purpose. That the anchor, the thing that anchors us and keeps us moving forward is understanding that we have a purpose in life that's God-given. It's God-given. 
Our passion isn't enough. See, how many times did Peter, in his, in his passion itself, you know, just go for something that maybe others didn't do? You know, all the, all the disciples are in the boat. There's a storm. They're all screaming, we're going to die! And then one of them looks out across the waves. The lightning hits, and it's like there's someone out there walking on the way. Ah! It's a ghost! And what does Peter say? Lord, if that's you, call me out on the water. It's like, come again? Where'd you come up with that? I mean, if, if that's you, and Peter goes and walks on the water. He's passionate. He's, a pa- he's passionate for who Christ is and who And what he believes, listen to me, what he believes Jesus is going to do. He believes that at that time, Jesus was going to fulfill all the prophecies of the Messiah. He knew at this juncture he's the Messiah. He knew that. And his expectation was, because the prophetic words in the Old Testament clearly say that the Messiah is going to rule the world and that all nations will come and bow and serve Him. He believed those scriptures. He just didn't get it that it also said He was going to suffer and die for our sins and, and rise from the dead. He didn't have all that. His mind couldn't factor that all into one thing. See, His passion was based on something that was wrong. Let's, I want us to connect with that. His passion had an element in it. He knew this guy was the Messiah. He understood. He was passionate about that. And his purpose was off base. His purpose was off base. See, there's an old saying I heard a long time ago. And it goes like this. That, that God will offend your mind to reveal your heart. He will offend your mind to reveal your heart. Because he's more interested, he's more interested in you being connected to his purpose. What he's doing in the right here, right now. He's more interested in you connecting and, and me and all of us connecting with his purpose than he is about you being passionate. Did you just hear? See, I'm going to tell you right now, there's some people in this room that need to hear that word. I am so glad you're a passionate person, and those that don't feel any passion towards the Lord, I highly encourage you to spend more time with Jesus. Focus your life more and more and more on Him. But what the Lord really wants is us to have childlike faith and say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to His purpose. See, there was an incident in the Gospels where the disciples on, in the Last Supper all met with Jesus. And as they had dinner, Jesus said, Tonight you're all going to fall away from Me. Tonight you're all going to turn away. And Peter, in his passion and in his zeal, says, No, Lord, How do those two things go together? 
Have you ever heard somebody say, well, the Lord wants me to do this, but I'm arguing with the Lord. How are you calling him Lord and you're not saying yes? I mean, what, what's the deal? But we, we do it sometimes. And so Peter says, no, Lord, all these guys, and he's like literally talking about the guys. They're right there. You know, dude, they're listening to you. All these guys will fall away, but not me. Not me. And Jesus says to him, before the sun rises, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And we all, under, maybe many of us understand and, and know the story. He actually did do that. He did it. But what happened that caused that to happen? See, Jesus brought Peter to the moment, to the very second of blowing his wrong ideas up in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and he tells he tells the disciples, stay here and pray for, with me as he goes, Jesus goes aside and prays. And then an army, listen, okay, Peter's idea is that we are going to take over the world. He thinks that's going to happen. And so here comes an army to arrest the Messiah. And I believe in Peter's mind, he, his thought was, this is it. This is it. This is where the war begins and we start taking over the world, right? So they're here to, re, to arrest Jesus. And what does Peter do? Peter has a sword. He pulls his sword and he cuts some dude's ear off. It even names the guy. The guy's name was Malchus and he was this servant of the high priest. But here's... So, Peter takes the first swipe at taking over the world. Here's where the war begins. Here's where Messiah is, is going to take over the world and take a, kick the Romans out of Israel. And everybody's going to come and bow to the Messiah. And he was right that those things are going to happen. But he didn't get it. It's not now. He didn't get it. It's Listen to me. One of the biggest things I see people have the greatest problem within the church is the timing of God. We're all amped up and passionate and then we become impatient. We become impatient. God doesn't do... I know people right now who are deeply devoted to God and because revival didn't break out yet, they have literally backslid. God did not fulfill their expectation. And in their disappointment, they had their faith attached to error. Instead of the person of the Lord, instead of a childlike heart just saying, yes, Lord, what now? What now? They're expecting God to do it the way that they think. Am I making any sense to you guys? Our pa Yes, we need passion. Yes, passion for Him personally, not passion for our expectations and trying to tell Him what to do. Passion that says, yes, Lord. Yes, I will. Yes, what now, Lord? And Peter gets his sword out. He takes a swipe. Obviously, I'm thinking, Fernando, he's aiming for the dude's head. What do you think? And he cuts off his ear. What does Jesus do? He just like, it's like he's looking at Peter like. He walks over. Here's this army. Here's this guy with a sword. Here's a bloody ear. And he's like looking at Peter and he sticks the ear back on the guy. And he says, put that thing away. 
don't you want me to drink the cup that the Father has for me? And the kicker in the whole thing is Jesus has been telling him for maybe years this is what was going to happen, but it didn't fit what Peter thought. I want us to admit to one another, to ourselves, and have some humility that we don't know it all. We don't know it all. We're not called to know it all. I'm telling you, in this day and age in in the church, I see too many people that think we're supposed to know it all. And too many people that want to be strong, that want to be powerful, that want to look powerful. And too few people that just are ready to say, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. I'm not called to be a powerful person. I'm called to be a child. What did Jesus say? Unless you change your mind and be converted in how you are and become as a little child, you're not going to see the kingdom of heaven. Do we want to see the kingdom of heaven break out in the right here, right now? That's, what, that's how he told us to pray, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God wants all heaven to start breaking out in this world and it's not going to, become, it's not going to come by us being powerful people. It's going, to be, it's going to come because we've become like children. Are children passionate? Yeah. You know... Kids are never just hungry. I'm hungry, Mom. I'm starving! I'm starving! I'm starving! I'm dying! You know, kids are, kids are passionate. They're passionate about everything. Right? Passion is wonderful. Passion is a strong motivator. But the purpose of God has to be at the heart of it. Let me read you a passage. John 21. This is in Galilee. Jesus had been over the course of the days and weeks and even uh, more than a month revealing to the apostles and to others, or to the disciples, that he was alive from the dead. And he came at different times and in different ways, originally in Jerusalem. Now, Peter, okay, now think about it. He just had his whole thought on how it was going to go. His passion was blown up. Literally, that moment when Jesus stuck the ear back on that guy, and turned around and rebuked Peter. He rebuked him in the very moment Peter was thinking and feeling, I believe, this is it. This is, this is it. And I'm going to be the first one to jump into the fight. And Jesus blows it up, rebukes him. Yeah? So here's that guy right now. That guy whose, whose passion got blown to smithereens. That guy whose, what he thought was his purpose, just got annihilated by the one he wanted to serve. Like, Jesus did that to him. And here, Peter has gone to Galilee and taken a bunch of the rest of them. Do you know what they were doing? Peter went back to work. Well, I, don't, I don't do this disciple thing very good, so let's just go fishing. 
Do you, have you ever done that? Well, I tried. That didn't work out so good, so I'm just going to go back, be poor, pathetic little me, and, you know, go back to what I understand. It didn't work out. And they're out fishing all night and, and catch nothing. They're coming home, you know, defeated again. I can't even fish right. I can't even do that. And some guy has a fire on the beach and yells out, Hey kids, you guys got any fish out there? No, we suck. We can't even catch fish. Leave me alone. And, he, and the guy on the beach says, well, just throw your nets out on the other side. And one of the other guys in the boat, bound to not have been Peter, hey, let's give it a go. One more try. One more try. We've got to make a living. One more try. They throw the, throw the net out. And they catch a catch so big they can't even bring it into the boat. And immediately, one of them recognizes, it's the Lord. And Peter, like, throws his coat off. Oh, can't help himself. He's going to be passionate. I don't understand that part. What does get naked have to do with... Uh, anyway, moving on. He just, like, throws his robe off and jumps in the water and swims to Jesus. While the other guys, far more practical... Any practical people out there looking at the passionate people thinking, what are you doing, man? They're dragging the net in. Let's catch the fish. Remember, we went out to catch fish. And they drag the net while Peter's talking to Jesus. Okay, and here's what happens. They have some breakfast. They cook some fish. And Jesus takes Peter aside and has this conversation with him. After breakfast, uh, John 21, starting with verse 15, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. After they had breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me more than these? Now, in the Greek, that word love, many translations will say, do you love me more than these? And the word in Greek is agape. But there's also a great many um, Aramaic manuscripts and the Aramaic word there literally the root word of that word love is to catch on fire to catch on fire sound like passion Simon son of John do you burn with love for me more than these okay what does that mean more than these same guys Jesus Peter had said ah these guys they may deny you but I never will those same guys so now he's, he's cornering Peter. And he said, do you burn with love more for me more than these? And Peter's answer is this. Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know I have great affection for you. He did not answer with the same word. Then Jesus said, take care of my lambs. Jesus repeated his question a second time. Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me? And Peter answered, yes, my Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. Do, you. do you see the difference here? His disillusionment is coming out. I want to talk to you just real briefly about disillusionment. That means you don't have illusions anymore. 
See, God wants to make you disillusioned. He, disillusioned means you're not deceived anymore. Do you, know, you want to know the worst part about, uh, about being deceived? Dude, you're deceived. Deceived people don't know they're deceived. They don't know that they're wrong. They think they're right. Jesus is working in our lives to save us from demonic deceptions that have constantly turned our lives off to the side, turned our lives away from the Lord, turned our lives away from blessing and provision and goodness and relationship with God. Deceptions. We thought we were right. We were ready to act on it. Well, we did. That's, that's why people, when their passions get blown up, the Lord is offending our mind to reveal our heart, to save us from deception so He can get us on the right track and move in power in us. Then Jesus asked him again, Peter, son of John, do you have great affection for me? So Jesus actually dumbs down what he's saying. And Peter was saddened by being asked the third time and said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. And then Jesus said again, feed my lambs. What was Jesus doing? He had blown up what Peter thought was going to happen. He had, he had saved him from that illusion, that deception. And now Jesus inserts his plan and his purpose. Jesus inserts the purpose of, G, of Peter's life. He speaks Peter's purpose into place. I can't help it. I just, all those peas are keep coming out. I don't What's wrong with me? Am I becoming Dr. Seuss? Or maybe Irene Hammerquist. She writes kids' books. She can't help but rhyme. Listen, all of us in our lives, it, knowing and embracing the purpose that God has for our lives, it, it's a process. It's a process. We don't just get there overnight. The Lord Jesus is inviting us into a process of pursuing Him. Of, of, of going after Him. And let, let me tell you something. Many of us in this room, you might be sitting there saying, well, yes, I'd like to know. I've tried to know what God wants for my life. Keep trying, keep going. You're not to the moment where He's going to show it clearly to you. And in the, in the moment, do what you know to do. Do what you see in the Bible. Love others. Serve others. Give to others. Sow into others' life. Do what you know how to do. Do what you know how to do. Quit waiting for God to give you some grand purpose and do all the little things because they're going to add up and transform. God's going to work through your life and transform someone else. Moments in life come when we know more clearly what our purpose is. And, and in the meantime, do all the small things God gives you. And be passionate about Him personally. Not passionate about how you think it's going to be or how you expect it to be because we don't know. 
I'm going to end by asking you one question. And I heard, uh, I'll give credit where credit is due. Many years ago, I heard a, a preacher I re- regard highly named Mike Bickle say this. And his, in his ministry, he's all about intercessory prayer. He's, he's devoted his life and his ministry to intercessory prayer. Some of you may have heard of uh, International House of Prayer. Mike Bickle started that. And I, I love, any of you that hang around me very much know, I love intercessory prayer. I, I think some of the high points of my life have happened in prayer meetings. Those, anybody here attend our Tuesday noon prayer meeting? It's like, dude, that is happening. That is, God is moving in that. But I heard Mike Bickle ask this question. I'm going to ask you the same question. What if you sow your whole life into serving the Lord and into praying, into crying out for revival and crying out for the, for the presence of God to move in, in incredible power in, in this world? What if you give your whole life and you never see it happen, but your grandkids do? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to you that you sowed your life into something you never got to see the fulfillment of, but your grandkids do? And if you don't say yes to that, you ain't got grandkids. Because I'm telling you right now, I will give my life to see my grandkids blessed and make it to heaven and live a life for Jesus. Let's all stand. When I w- as I was speaking today, I'd like uh, some folks to come up to minister to others, please. As I was speaking today, there are many in this room that God, it's like something lit up in your mind. Something I said or something, a, diff- a thought while I was speaking. That, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, that was God. God is speaking to our minds and He's speaking to our hearts both. Some of us, it was the part about not being passionate and you, you just, you heard what I had to say and you've, you've thought maybe poorly of passionate people. And, and, and then you hear me say something like, yes, we, we must have passion. And you haven't felt passion in a while and somehow that just, it, you could feel it. It's like it touched you. It touched you. I want you to just do something with me. Just be honest with yourself. Be honest with you. I don't need you to tell me. Just be honest with yourself. Yeah, I, I, I felt that. It, it was like, I felt like something in there felt like that's me. And I want that passion. Others of you, have, have experienced passion, but then you got disillusioned. You had, you had encounters with God. You had times in the Lord. You felt so close to Him. And then things just didn't unpack the way you thought they should. And for one reason or another, you end up sliding away from the Lord. And you heard me say that. And, and you felt like, gosh, that, that's, that was me. That's, maybe that's you right now. I just want you to be honest. Where are you? The Lord's, the Lord's calling out to you, saying, where are you? I love you. Come back to me. Others of us heard about the whole purpose thing. And maybe you know your purpose, but maybe you don't. And, and your heart, when I said that, your heart just went, 
I, I want that. I, I want that. I want to know my purpose. I want to know what, would the, what does the Lord have for me right now. Some of you heard what I said about how many Christians want to be powerful people and all he's calling you to be is a child before him. See, we got misconceptions in our head. Other, you know, we've seen it modeled that so-and-so is such a powerful person for God. And I'm telling you, you can never walk in the power of God faithfully until you can live like a child before Him. You're going to blow up. If He gives you that power, you're just going to blow yourself up with it. You heard me say that and you realized, I need to be that child. There's something that touched you there. And it was the Holy Spirit. Maybe others, you heard me talk about Jesus and what He's like and how He works in our life. And you felt like, I, I want Him. I do. Maybe that's you. All I want you to do is be honest with yourself and say, I think I heard God. I'm pretty sure I heard Him. I'm going to pray over all of us. But if that's you... I want you to at least do this much. Would you just raise your hand? I'm raising my hand. God spoke to me in this all this week about it. Will you raise your hand with me and say, yeah, that's me. I don't need to know which one of those things, but I want you to be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, you are a trap. You're trapped in a prison that you can't get out of until you get honest with yourself. And let's just pray. Leave your hand up. I want you to show Jesus you're saying, that's me, Lord. Lord, here we are. We want to see you glorified in our lives and in this world for who you actually are. You're the King of kings and you're the Lord of lords. Lord, and we want to see you have your honor and your love in our own lives. And we want to see it go to the people of this world. Lord Jesus, we need you to move. I'm asking you in each one here, for those that need to experience the passion of knowing your glory, let us know the passion all, all over again. If that's you in your heart, just say, yes, God, I want that. You might even use your mouth. Yes, God, I want the passion that you've had for me, I want to have that for you. Others of us that have been passionate, but maybe you got disillusioned at some point. There was something connected to your passion that Jesus was not in, and he worked to take it away from you. Lord, would you help that one who's been disillusioned now recognize they're free from something that wasn't true. Let their passion be renewed again. Let their passion for you and their experience of your goodness and power be reestablished. Lord Jesus, I'm asking you that you in this room right now, would you all lift a hand with me? All of us. If you, if you really want to serve God, would you, would you just acknowledge it by lifting at least one hand? Lord Jesus, show us our purpose. Why don't we all just say this with me if, if you agree with Lord Jesus. Show me my purpose. The one you have for me. 
Show me my assignment right now. Give me courage to do it. No matter what it is. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Last, if you don't know Jesus yet, whether you're in this room or you're at home, I just want you to take a minute and give your life to Jesus. Give your life to the one who loves you more than you even love yourself. Give your life to the one who gave his life for you to take away your sin. And he rose from the dead so that you could have eternal life right now. Don't wait. Don't wait another day. Give your life to Jesus. He is so worth it. And He loves you so much. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 